have you noticed that when you go into a room with people that you haven't been with before, maybe you know a few, but you don't know them all, that almost immediately when you meet somebody that you, you don't really know, you're introduced to them, and maybe the person introducing you will say, this is Wayne Hollinshed. He's an insurance salesman. And then back off. <laughs> Everybody backed off. But now they say, Wayne Hollinshed, a minister. But then I also let them know that, yes, I sell insurance. The best kind of insurance that man and woman, women will ever have. Insurance to heaven where they will have eternity with our Lord. So that gets the conversation going. But I'm sure you've been at those places when the first thing that they want to know about you is, what do you do? Last night I went down to the 3RF and I met some people I'd never met before, some from out of town. And that'd be the first question they would ask me. What do you do? Does that really tell who we are, when I would say I am, there's a lot of things I could say I am. I'm a, a father. I am a proud grandfather. I am a fan of Texas Tech. <laughs> there's a lot of descriptions for each and every one of us. Pitiful, huh, Bill? <laughs> There's a lot of ways to describe us. Maybe it's our personality. Maybe some would say, I am a grouch. I am difficult. I am angry. I am proud. I am happy. I am a, vet a veterinarian. I am a veteran. Some of you didn't catch it. <laughs> but there's a lot of ways to finish that, isn't it? When we start with I am. I am what? What? What are we? That same question was asked by Moses to God. In Exodus, the third chapter... The 13th verse, Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, What is his name? Then what shall I say? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. I've always felt like that was incomplete. I, I'd want to say, I am what? What? I am God. Uh, I am loving. I am caring. I am compassionate. I am forgiving. What's the rest of it, God? What, are the, what follows the words, I am? In the New Testament, Jesus breaks it down a little 
a little more, well, matter of fact, a lot more than what God did. Jesus Christ, our Lord, said, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the good shepherd. I am the gate of the sheep. I am the true vine. I am the way of life. I am the resurrection and the life. Those are just some of the descriptions for Jesus. When we're going to Him, He's painted a real clear picture for us. As being the sheep, we are to follow that shepherd. He told us that the gate was narrow and only a few would enter into heaven. But He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. He is. No one comes to the Father except through me. It would be real easy for him to say, For I, I am the Savior. Through me, your sins are washed away. Through me. Through the blood. Your sins have been washed away, and I remember them no more. When we sit down in a few days for Thanksgiving, how do you thank God for all of the blessings? I remember as a little shaver, I would always look forward to Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. I love the traditional Thanksgiving meals with Turkey and dressing, giblet gravy, pumpkin pie, and then some more pumpkin pie, and then some more pumpkin pie. I love it. And I would thank God for the meal. In my simple way, I didn't think much further than that. I had been baptized, but there was really no change in me. I know today I was saved. But at that point in time, that didn't all register up here. Going to church, I got a little bit here, a little bit there, and it all adds up. But at that point in time, I was thanking God for that meal. And I was hoping that ever who gave the blessing, that they could keep it short. Because I was focused on the meal. And then life as it goes on, you learn that you have so much more to be appreciated. You, we appreciate so much more, and I'm so much more conscious of what there is. We say thank you each and every year, and we will from now and forever say thank you for those that have given their life for our country. Thank you for the veterans that went to war Thank you for the families that stood behind them and waited for their return. We do that every year, and we will continue to. And each Easter, we say thank you, Lord, in a special way. We're reminded of that terrible, terrible death, physical death. Jesus Christ. So we say thank you. Thank you, Lord. When I 
think about the words I am, I would like to say that I am a follower of Jesus Christ. I am a child of God. I am a warrior for God and Jesus Christ. I'd like to be able to say I am a reflection of his love. I'd like to, but that's not my call. But that's what I want to be. You see, I want to live a life that reflects in a positive manner Jesus Christ. So if I'm in a restaurant and somebody just sees me with other people, they say, I believe that guy's a Christian. Not because of necklaces or rings or bracelets, but because of the way I treat people. I'd like to be recognized as a follower of Jesus Christ. As much as I am proud to be a father, proud to be a grandfather, isn't there an amen on that somewhere, choir, somebody? Yeah, thank you. You know, it's funny that people say, well, I'm going to Stephenville to see my grandkids. What? We skip our kids, don't we? We just start saying, I'm going to be with my grandkids. But I'd like for it to be noticeable if I'm in a uh, awesome's getting a cup of coffee or if I've stopped a, at Chicken Express I'd like to have that glow about me that reflects the love of Jesus Christ. Where someone says, boy, that guy's sure happy. He must not have any issues. That no matter what I'm struggling with, that's not what is showing in my life. It's Jesus Christ it is. So that this Thanksgiving, I can say... I am so thankful, Lord, that you live inside of me. I am a follower of Jesus Christ. I am an example of his love. I'd like to be able to say that. But that's not for me to say. That would be for that person that I've just met. Maybe last night. Maybe last week. Maybe this afternoon. For I don't get to write that script. When you're introducing me, when you're thinking about the minister at First Christian Church, you are the one. You are the one that makes that decision. We know that there are times when Ministers don't have the best reputation. I get that. I get it. But if I had my way, I would be one of those that walks in the light of Jesus Christ in a way that it showed. That it was obvious that Jesus Christ lives and he lives in me. In Romans, the 8th chapter, and also uh, with the 38th verse, 
Paul says, I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither heights nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. We carry guilt. I mean, we carry it, don't we? There's things that have happened in your life and my life that we would like to forget. But we carry it. But the Word tells us that we're, we're saved. We're saved. And at Thanksgiving time, we need to say, Thank you, Lord, that I am saved. Thank you, Lord, that each member of my family is saved. A week from today, a, one of my first cousin's daughter, did I lose you? But anyway, she's related to me. She is going to be baptized next Sunday. And she has asked me to be there. I have not spent a lot of time with that generation at all. I know Taylor. I've been there. I've just recently did the funeral for her grandmother. But I'm not someone that spent a lot of time with her. But she has asked me to join her for that very special time. I don't know if she was describing me, how she'd describe me. But she thinks enough of me that she wants me there for that special day. I was so flattered, uh, I really didn't know how to respond back to her. I said, I'll have to think about it. But those days are the days in which there is salvation. Those days, I I can visualize the choirs in heaven singing because another one has been saved. Some of you will remember the movie, It's a Wonderful Life. And the story went that every time an angel got their wings, a bell would ring in heaven. I would think there would be Celebration every time people gave their life to Christ. Do you, do I have something special this Thanksgiving to be thankful for? We are blessed as a nation. We are blessed as citizens of Quanta, Texas. We are blessed to live in community such as this. We're blessed to have each other to to give us strength and courage when we are having those issues that there is someone that we can pick up the phone and call because we have a real family here. We are blessed. And so those blessings could all be included in this Thanksgiving. Every one of them. You know, my family is uh, somewhat cautious about letting me give the prayers. Some reason or another, they think they're too long. They sure wouldn't hand me a microphone. 
because there's so much to be thankful for. We need to change our perspective. We need to widen our view and think about all the many ways we're blessed. The song that Jackie and Denley sang this morning where I may not have any money, but I'm blessed. I may not have the nicest car or clothes or house, but I'm blessed. And we are all so very blessed. In Hebrews, the 13th chapter, the 20th verse, Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equipped you with every good, everything good for doing his will. And he worked in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Because through him, all things are possible. I do not know what's going on in your life right now. I don't know what you're thinking about right now that is of a major concern. But I do know that you're here to reach out to God for his strength, his wisdom. You're reaching out to God to take every step that you take, asking Him to take them with you. And He will. And He will. Romans, the 10th chapter, the 9th verse. And as I read this, I have the assurance to say, you, my fellow brothers and sisters, are saved. You're saved. I don't have any doubt. Every once in a while I'm with someone and they say, I hope I get to go to heaven. They're very active in church and we know just showing up in church doesn't make you a Christian. Just spending the night in the garage does not make you an automobile. But those that have declared Christ as their Savior, listen to these words. And you can see why I am so sure that if you have given your life to Christ, and I know you, and I know you have. Romans, the 10th chapter. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Let me read that one sentence again. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you are saved. You are saved. For it is with your... For it's with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you proclaim that he will never be put to shame. Two sentences. Two sentences. So I can say, not because I'm some kind of a prophet, not because I have some magical connection with God, I can say that you are saved because of the Word. Because of the Word of God. And you can rest on that yourself. You can tell anybody, I am, I am 
saved. I am saved. And I am going to have eternity with my family. I am going to have eternity with Jesus Christ. I am a child of the Lord.